0: Hey everybody, Dave Hagan here. Today we're gonna talk about making more side money. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, TFWP as we like to call it. This is episode 423, Making More Side Money. And look who's with us today! Back again for a break from his studies, Nick Appel. How you doing, man? Hey, Dave.
1: Good to be here again.
0: I'm I'm so glad you're getting a little bored and it's getting a little tedious because it uh, <laughs> has you as you come back home to where we love to have you, huh?
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm speechless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember it, and I've told you this: it's a marathon, not a sprint. Just just keep on. Just keep on plotting, and you get there. What are you, about a month away?
1: Yeah, a little about bit less. About three weeks,
0: four weeks, something like that?
1: Yeah, a little bit less. I'm, uh, I'm just keeping up the hustle. Sounds good.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's what we want to talk about today, a side hustle. And as many of our listeners know, we've always talked about this concept of a side hustle. Go back to episode 126 from July of 2018. Hard to believe that we've been doing it since then, huh, Nick?
1: It's incredible, Dave. Um, you know, we, we, I feel like every time we always speak about it, but that's because I, I go away for an extended period of time and it's always just fascinating and interesting how, you know, we're still alive after many
0: years. Yeah, you can go away, you can come back in, plug back in. Um, and um, I don't know, it seems to work, seems to work. But we talked about a side hustle, mostly from an income perspective, when we've talked about that in the past. But I think that a side hustle could also be considered income from renting things or selling things or your stuff, even for that matter. I mean, yeah, there's Craigslist, there's Facebook Marketplace, but is there something better? Is there something that brings this all together? Well, I found it. Check this out. Sidehustle.com. Spelled S I D E H U S L dot com. It's put together by Kathy Kristoff. She's a longtime personal finance columnist in the LA Times. I think she also works for one of the personal finance websites. You know, one of those, Nick, that's almost as good as what we do. And um, she's created this sidehustle.com website. And yes, it's a place where you can connect for side jobs, but also renting your stuff, your house, your boat, electrical equipment, cameras, whatever you got, also for selling your stuff. It's all together in one place, and it lets you sell or generate income from extra time or extra stuff. Um So for example, take stock of what you got sitting around out in the garage. Stuff that you don't need. For me, it was like this big old subwoofer. It must have been 24 inches across this big old subwoofer. And I got a new one that was more efficient and smaller. uh, I never sold that subwoofer. And I should have just let someone else take it, use it, and keep a little bit of cash off of it. But I didn't. And it costs to store stuff, whether it's Lost opportunity for other stuff in your garage or whether you're actually taking it out to a storage facility. I mean, think about this. All the storage places that you see, and a lot of them just have stuff and junk in them, and people are actually paying to store their stuff. Why not just sell it? Why not let someone else use it? Why let it get stagnant and old? Turn it into cash. Let someone else have a chance to use it. Now, you know, to sell stuff, it used to be kind of difficult to rent stuff. It used to be difficult. You put an ad in the newspaper and you wait for someone to call. And it was costly and it took time because you had to talk with potential people. Uh, and you had to describe it and you could email them. Not email. This is before email. You could mail them pictures and all those different kinds of things. And now it's its so much easier. I mean, the pics and the descriptions are all online. A, a good website can even... Uh, clear the calendar and and collect the money. It's amazing how much easier it is to do this. In fact, so easy that some of these places, like VRBO and, and what have you, are creating an issue called that's kind of called STR short-term rentals. And in a lot of vacation spots, there's a lot of backlash because these websites are able to move people in and out of these places so quickly and so efficiently. That it's created really a a stream of people coming in and out of a, um, a a neighborhood that used to be quiet and it's causing some problems in some circumstances. But side hustles got this all together in in one place and that's kind of nice. I encourage our listeners to check it out. At side hustle, spell H U S L dot com. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Even Fiverr as a, as a place to get side gigs. And we're going back to, you know, creating income from your time. I was looking at, at, at five, or actually I was looking at a, a website, uh, make it, which is the NBC personal finance page, but they were referencing in a video, a young lady named Alex Fasulo and check this out, Nick. She's, she's 26 years old and she's been at it for five years and she's ghostwriting books. And, and she quit her main job because she was making so much money ghostwriting books. Age 26, what do you think she's she's bringing in a year?
1: Uh, a random guess, Dave
0: $125,000. $378,000 was her last year. Can you believe that? Ghostwriting books. That's I think crazy. That's incredible. Stuff crazy stuff I mean, through Fiverr, through Fiverr. She wakes up, sits down at her couch and, you know, does her thing. And yeah, she's probably a little more efficient than the average bear. But can you imagine that? And we're not even talking about side income at this point. This is her main income. There's several videos on the make it website talking about people that are just killing it on Fiverr. Apparently people that are designing websites, people that are ghostwriting people that are um, editing text and making a living.
1: And Dave, this is why I'm a big, this might be a tangent, but this is why I'm a big fan of trade school. When you are good at what you do, there's no limit as to what you can make.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get on a place like Fiverr or you get on one of the sites that uh, you get to from this website that we're, we're talking about side hustle And you're able to, and if you get good reviews, if you do good stuff, of course, the the premise or the the baseline on all of this is you got to be good at what you do, you can make a living. Or if you design your life where you're living with our principles on your day job and you're doing just some of this at night, well, what do you do with this extra money? Wow, seems to me the majority of it, the vast majority of it goes into your savings and you invest it. So you're basically uh, buying some future income so that you can get to a point somewhere down the line where you are financially independent.
1: Dave, I think the best part about Fiverr and other freelance contracting work is you can do it from anywhere. <clears throat> you can go to Hawaii tomorrow tomorrow write your book on the beach or ghost write the book on the beach.
0: Right. You, you don't have to be in your home. Yeah. Don't tease me. Can we do the, can we do the <laughs> podcast? from around? Are you paying Dave? <laughs> I, I would, I would tell you, yeah, I'm uh, you know, I'm in the studio and we're doing the podcast and, and you'd believe it except for uh all of a sudden you'd hear someone uh, yelling out in the, uh, in the background, check out those waves, dude, kawabunga. <laughs> and, you know, then, you know, I was pulling you like, I've thought, you know, for years, it would be great to be able to do that and have a little cardboard cut out, you know, of a, of a suit coat and a tie. So, uh, I could, I could sit down and can consult with people and, Sit behind this cutout and go. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm doing this from home today. And I could be anywhere in the world. I could be in Hawaii. I could be at Lake Tahoe. I mean, would that be the life or what?
1: Well, Dave, all you need now is just put a green screen behind you, and then no. you can you can just uh you know put yourself well not in Vegas, but you can just make it a nice office.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I got. I got one of those screensavers from the the Vegas Convention Authority, and they were handing them out for free on a website. I thought that's cool. So I had the Bellagio fountain at night behind me, and I was um, uh, participating in a couple of um, Zoom calls with uh, like the homeowners around where we live, and I just thought that would be a good way to stand out. And da 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 And you know, a couple of days later, I'd see someone and I. And I would say, well, did you you know did you appreciate my insightful analysis on that issue?" And they go, "Oh, were you there?" And I go, "Yeah, I had the fountains behind me go, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> 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 so the screen saver was was uh, outshining my my personal insightful uh, analysis, you know, But I think it's possible this stuff can be done. And I'm thinking more and more, Alex Fasulo uh you know she's age 26 making 378 that's a pretty good lifestyle
1: Pretty. i I would not complain put it all
0: not all now for our listeners that are out there thinking about this a couple things to to think about just a couple of um beware kind of things one is taxes if you're rendering services out there um through through side hustle through five or whatever um potentially, and I don't want to provide specific tax advice, but, specific, but but that could be considered taxable income. So make sure that you keep track of that. Make sure that you do your withholding tax and all the things that you need to do. Because um, as we all know, if you don't pay taxes, your uncle is not all that forgiving. But you know what I didn't know, um, Nick, when I was reading an article on side hustle, they were saying that if you rent your house out, for less than two weeks, two weeks or less, you don't, that income is not taxable if it's two weeks or less. More than that, you pay tax for the whole thing. So let's say you, um, let's say your pad down there, you know, you're going to go on vacation for two weeks. You could rent it out and that would be free income. That'd be pretty nice.
1: Interesting. I wonder what the rationale is behind that, because I feel like the government, or your uncle, as you say, wants any money as possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they just figured that people that had vacation homes the first couple of weeks too difficult um, to chase or look at, but after that, it's you know taxable. I think a lot of these people um, that are you know doing the short-term rentals, um, I don't know that they realize that that's taxable income. I don't know how many of them have a conversation with their uncle about that, but that certainly changes the, um, you know, the decision-making dynamic. If you're thinking, wow, I make this much money renting out the place, or if I'm rendering services, or if I'm consulting or whatever, by the time I throttle that back by 30%, how much more is it really worth it?
1: Sure, definitely. But I think an interesting thing is, well, this kind of goes into – more business, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, let's say that you set up an LLC and now you're using this LLC on Fiverr, then can you start deducting for expenses for um, performing this conduct and performing this work as write offs?
0: Well, I don't see why not. I don't see why you couldn't do it on Schedule A of your tax return as a self employed person.
1: Hey, you, um,
0: you're, you're the trustee, Dave. You, you tell us. <laughs> Uh, I'm not giving out any tax advice, but <laughs> anytime you're spending a money that's reasonable and necessary to generate income, that's generally a deductible kind of circumstance. And why would you not deduct that on Schedule A or on your um, LLC or your corporation um, if you could? I mean, who who wouldn't do that? You know, just
1: saying. If 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 mm. you need a if you need a new MacBook and and you need a second screen, they might be. Able to be written off. Who knows? Yeah, it's, would. <laughs>
0: it sounds good to me. But I before I do it, I dial up my my accountant to make sure that he blesses that. But I think you're I think you're exactly right. So the first thing that that listeners want to be careful about is you know make sure that you pay any taxes that are due, any taxes after your expenses, right, Nick? The other thing is insurance. I mean, if you are uh, renting out your car, if you're renting out your boat. Uh, or your skateboard, whatever it is, make sure that you have insurance for that kind of rental circumstance. Because the last thing you want to do is rent something out, someone gets hurt, and they sue you, and then you don't have insurance, and you're spending way more money in legal fees defending yourself. You know, in California, you let someone use your car, you're responsible for the first X amount of dollars, even if there was no negligent entrustment issues. If you're simply the owner of a car engaged in an accident, there's there's liability potentially.
1: Well, Dave, I think it's interesting, and it's kind of off the same business premise that we've been discussing. But mm-hmm. people are
0: renting out their pools now. Have you heard about that? Yeah, and isn't that a great idea? Like when I was a kid, if we could have rented a pool for the day. Now I think maybe I, you know, I've got a pool. I've only had a pool for about a year, but I think that if I rented out a pool, I'd include in the cost, like some, um, you know, local college kid to come out and be the lifeguard because I don't want to have to deal with that.
1: would you you, de- you definitely would want to cover your behind because yeah. uh pool and drinks and kids and not maybe adults. Um, I I just see cause for liability but what do you know Dave that's the law school coming out in me.
0: Yeah yeah well that's the way you're going to think the rest of your life you know? <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> what can I say but you know you could um, you could set up like a whole thing on on Fiverr or through side hustle and you could say look hey you want to have a uh, a dive in party and you set up a screen on the side of the pool and everyone comes floats in the pool at night and you, you play a movie and it's like a, a pre-packaged kind of party circumstance. Um, you know, certainly if you have kids, you want to have a lifeguard and certainly, you know, if it's adults, you want to make sure people don't get too liquored or otherwise, um, you know, um, happy. But, uh, other than that, what a, what a great way to, to share your pool and, and, to let people enjoy that. And that's kind of cool that's kind of cool i kind of yeah
1: i'm actually on one of the big websites since they don't sponsor us we're not going to give it away but some of these polls are going for up to 150 dollars an hour really oh yeah
0: well i could dig that i could dig that
1: i i mean you rent it out for three hours it's 500 bucks
0: yeah yeah that's a nice little piece of coin oh yeah people show up, they they park on the street, they, you know, you set it up so they walk down the side of your house. Maybe you got a, um, you know, like a, a bathroom in your house that has got an outdoor door. People could bring in a little music, bring in some drinks or whatever, and and have a great little pool party and leave. I, I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: And also for the consumers, the people who want to rent it, here's a pool right here for 30 bucks up to 15 people. So it, it, it's only $2 an hour if you have 15, you and 14 friends.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be, that would be great. And a lot of times when you got a pool, uh, at least what I'm noticing is the days you use it, it's great, but there's a lot of days where you just don't, you know, it's just, just sitting out there and it's, uh, I, I was going to say, you know, it's burning up uh, uh, gas to heat it, but now it's the middle of summer. So it's, it's water evaporating out of the pool. It's
1: Dave, it's just a side hustle. It's a
0: <laughs> Hey, check out the, the website. Are you, are you up on your browser right now? Yes. Nick, just check out the Side Hustle br- browser. Look at this. There's a section for work, and they've got all these these different jobs, accounting, animal care, beauty, marketing, every kind of job, including law. Oh, my God, maybe there's a job for you there, Nick. Look at you. You, could be, you could be getting a job when you, when you pass the quiz, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But all these different kinds of work, all these different categories of work, all these different things you can rent. Look at this: cameras and equipment, cars, uh, houses and rooms, parking spaces, pool and yard. You mentioned pool, yeah. um, RV. You could rent an RV. Uh, look, that at would be that would be cool, Dave. To rent somebody's RV.
1: Oh yeah, I, I mean, what about the roundtable going and venturing uh, the West Coast? I like that yeah.
0: idea. I like that better than that, though. Watercraft. What do you think the possibilities would be for us to uh, get on the boat and and go out to Lake Arrowhead and do uh, do a podcast from the middle of Lake Arrowhead? That'd be pretty fun. That would be great. (laughs) We could be taken in. We could be taken in some sun and, uh, um, you know, pretend like we're in the studio until someone hears a a noise coming from the back. Uh, This is the lake patrol. You need to get away from the shore.
1: (laughs) This is pretty cool. They have mock trial jurors.
0: Really? As one of the jobs? Yeah. That'd be cool. Do you just sit there and listen? Yeah. Wow. What a deal. What a deal. Um, What about going back to to rental? Here's something I thought was really clever. Storage space. So you got a two-car garage and you got one car and someone has like an extra car, collectible car, small boat, whatever. You could rent them that space and you'd want a pretty nice rental agreement and have it backed up by uh, make sure that your insurance um, right. shows that person is additional insured, but they could store their whatever, whatever in your garage. And I'll bet they'd pay two, two and a half. Well, I mean, that'll, you know, that'll cover your, your, your bread and beer for the couple weeks. Two, two and a half, what? Two, two and a half, or 200,
1: $250. For a week?
0: A month. Oh Yeah. I mean, in a minute, right? I think so. Absolutely. So when we come back next week, I don't want to see some big boat parked in your apartment behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you got the space or let's say you just happen to buy a piece of property that's got some land behind it, you know, and it's not just dirt, but there's gravel or whatever. You could, you could store a couple somethings out there and the people um, – would be happy to, to have you store their stuff and you'd be happy to get the income. Heck, if you had a lot and three people paying you a couple hundred bucks, that'd be like, uh, what, 600 bucks a month. That'd be a good deal. I'd like that.
1: And it's really just being efficient with what you own.
0: Yeah. And it used to be too difficult, again, an ad in the times or word of mouth or whatever. But now it's just such a frictionless way to to do commerce. I think it's pretty cool. And then there's a whole section on selling art and books and movies and clothing, electronics. Ooh, anything good in the electronics? (laughs) Um, Furniture. Oh, you can get um, used phones and, and uh, Apple watches and all sorts of good. I mean, it it takes you out to a whole bunch of different sites and they, you know, they, they must be getting some, um, you know, some encouragement from these sites that are getting business directed towards them. I'm okay with that. Of course, I, I agree. A, I don't have a problem with that. but it's a pretty good thing. It's a pretty cool thing. It's a consolidated place to go, something that uh, you know I thought was way cool when I saw it and it caused me to start thinking back to this concept of side hustle hustle or in the in the case of Alex, I mean, what do you call it if you're doing it full time? not a side hustle, a full hustle contractor. <laughs> I would say a 26-year-old pretty rich, pretty rich person if you're making 378 a year doing your your side hustle full time. Pretty cool stuff. This is Dave Hagan and you are listening to the Financial Wellness podcast.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails.
0: All right, Nick, you got an email for me. Hit me with it.
1: You got it. The email says, Dave, I just inherited some property from my parents in South America. It is the family home where I grew up. The property is worth around $750,000 with no debt. My wife and I have a home with a $300,000 mortgage. We also have around $30,000 in credit card debt. We both have jobs and make a reasonable living, but we have no savings. I would like to hang on to the house so that we can go there once or twice a year to go visit. I can't see renting it out because I don't want strangers living in my family home. What do you think I should do?
0: Hmm. Well, here's my first thought. First of all, to have an asset worth $750,000 in another country, not generating some income is a crime. I mean, it's a it's a true true shame. I appreciate the fact that it's their um, you know the family home, but if you're not going to rent it out, if you're not going to do something where that creates some kind of income, or you're not going to be able to utilize the money or value from that, I, I really really would not recommend just letting it sit down there empty when you're only going to go there once or twice a year. Um, even to rent it out would be difficult because it's difficult enough to rent out um, some property when it's near you. But if it's far away, it's really hard to, to deal with it. So I wouldn't do that. Uh, and then, I hate to say it, but if it were me, what I would do is I would I would sell the property. Let somebody else enjoy it. Let some other family have their memories there as well. Take some pictures before you leave. Pull out your old pictures. You'll always have those memories and those pictures but to leave $750,000 out there not generating any kind of revenue is just, just, just a cry and shame. So I would sell the property. That's what I would do. I would move the money here. I'd pay off the mortgage and I'd pay off the credit cards. First and foremost, I'd pay off the credit cards because you're probably paying an average of 18% on them. And then I would probably pay off the mortgage as well, like I said. Now you've got no debt. And I would take the rest of that money and I would put it in. Um, either a retirement account or an investment account, and let that money start to grow. It would probably be maybe about four hundred thousand. But think about this: if they're um, relatively young, you count up the number of, um, say, for example, seven-year cycles left before they're ready to retire, and the number of and if they invest the money at 10%, the number of seven-year cycles, that money is going to compound. So let's say they're going to be working for another 20 years. Well, that's roughly three seven-year cycles. So that 400 will double twice, 400 to 800, or actually three times, 400 to 800, 800 to 1.6, and 1.6 to 3.2. So in 20 years, it could be assuming an average long-term conservative investment strategy could potentially be, uh, you know, $600,000 or more. What do we say? 400 to 800, 800 to 1.6. Yeah. to $3.2 million. It could be amazing. And that's simply for making that difficult choice to, to give up this property unless you're going to rent it out, then you would get rental income and be a similar kind of growth um, over time potentially. But, um, I would say I would sell it, and then I would be able to think in my own mind, wow, that created a financial legacy for, for me to feel comfortable, my spouse and I to feel comfortable as we get a little bit older in our age, and potentially something to leave behind for my kids so that they could appreciate their grandparents' legacy. But I wouldn't, I would not leave it there offshore. I wouldn't, even if it were onshore, I don't know that I would leave it. I would sell it, turn it into money, invest it in some conservative long-term investment strategy and let it compound that's what i would do you want to throw in your two cents nick
1: sure dave i mean uh well only speaking for brian he would say use it to go buy scratchers but uh you know <laughs> s- since brian's not here i say dave just take the money bet it on black and vegas
0: <laughs> a sound, sound investment strategy—something that we don't even talk about. We laugh about something we would never advise. But just. Uh, you know, the the good thing about taking it to Vegas like that is it—it'd be gone right away. You wouldn't have to worry about it anymore.
1: And, and they would probably comp you for a night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. Well, I think that's about a wrap for this week. Hey, Nick, thanks for. Spending a little more downtime with us. Appreciate it.
1: Of course, Dave.
0: As always. Hey, everybody, make it a great week out there. And we will talk to you next week on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.